The way that we approached it was, well, if I had hard like evidence and proof that it works and it benefit, it doesn't mess up a client and you get you get crazy results, then accounting firms will adopt it. Like they they, they don't argue with numbers. Welcome to Uptech Report. This is our Apply Tech series. Uptech Report is sponsored by TerraLeap. Learn how to leverage the power of video at TerraLeap.io. I'm excited to be joined by my guest today, Enrico Palmarino, who's based in Boston. He's the CEO and co-founder at BotKeeper. Welcome, Enrico. Good to have you on. Uh, great to be here, Alexander. Thanks for having me. Now, BotKeeper uh, is focused on providing an automated bookkeeping support to accounting firms helping their businesses, the ones that they serve, using a powerful combination of machine learning, AI, and skilled accountants themselves. Help me understand, Enrico, when you guys started out, what was the problem that you initially saw? You're like, all right, let's let's solve this. Let's find a way we can solve this. So I had experienced an accounting problem, I think, from both sides of the table. I uh, founded a company in college that grew pretty quickly, and our accounting department just couldn't keep up with the growth or the complexities, the evolving complexities of the business. So then my next venture was a cloud accounting company to solve that problem for SMBs and, and you know, tech companies like, like my prior one. And while there, I realized that uh, a couple of things were happening. One, there was a supply shortage of accountants, like fewer accountants going into accountancy. Um, the, there was a lot of uh, retirement happening in the accounting community. The average age of an accountant is 55, which is kind of just crazy. It tells you anything about the population that's doing it. Uh, and then, but small business formation was growing exponentially. So there's just supply demand gap between demand for financial services and the ability to do it. And then you take that and you couple it with uh, basically an app stack problem. So accounting firms and like the cloud accounting firm we had, software companies like Walters Cloyer and Thomson Reuters built platforms to assist and automate and manage tax practices and audit practices but everyone's left the CAS practice, the client accounting services practice or you know, bookkeeping practice just off to the side and ignored. And they've been forced to fend for themselves with a bunch of disparate siloed apps that they have to integrate together and stack on top of each other. So I want to build a unified platform that had the functionality of all those apps in it. And vis-a-vis -vis those app, the, that, those, that feature set, extract and automate the, the data extraction from the, the client, the SMB, bring that into the platform and then use machine learning and AI to do a bunch of the compliance based, like basic bookkeeping processing, freeing up the limited supply of accounts to do the complex advisory consulting, et cetera, for the client. Okay. So if I can understand correctly, you starting in, in the accounting field, you saw then the issue, there was not enough uh, new accountants coming into the field, but the need was there. So like, how do we solve this building a technology that, I guess empowers or enables to take away a lot of the the um, basic. basic work that a person doesn't have to do, uh, allowing a, a smaller team be able to do much more by using uh, technology. And yeah, this I mean, accountants are very skilled, like very smart individuals, and unfortunately, you can't apply the skill or the critical thinking until after the books are in order. So you're really, it's like a scramble to mimic a machine and process high volumes of data as fast as you can to only then spend very little amount of time, like analyzing it, providing advice, doing the complicated accounting side of the equation, only to start right over again at cramming data in, you know, because it's a cycle every single month this happens. So I just wanted to free up the skilled people to be more skilled in critical thinking. 
Now, CPA firms, are, do they tend to enjoy technology and say, yes, let's bring on that tech? No, uh, they, they have historically been laggard tech adopters um, who are, I'd say, very like pessimistic or cautious when it comes to technology adoption, because ultimately they, they're trying to help and support their clients and they don't want to do anything that could you know, negatively impact them. So they're very, very careful when it comes to, to choosing technology. My, my own actually CPA in his firm, he said he's had trouble trying to um, bring around his other partners on the fact of we should really adopt these new technologies. Like, no, why would we change? So I'm, I'm just kind of curious that the pushback that you get of, of, wow, we could actually have technology manage all these menial tasks we don't need to. Has it been an uphill battle to, to bring this tech? So the, the way that we started BotKeeper was actually like this problem you described. I, having been in the accounting space, knew I was going to be facing it head on um, with building this automation platform for accounting firms. So the, the way that we approached it was, well, if I had hard like evidence and proof that it works and it benefit, it doesn't mess up a client and you get you get crazy results, then accounting firms will adopt it. Like they they don't argue with numbers and data. That's what they do that all day long. Make sense, yeah. So what we decided to do is all right, first, let's build the platform for ourselves. So let's let's hire accountants on our end. Let's build the platform for ourselves. Let's support the SMB directly. And we'll learn and we'll be able to like understand and iterate and acquire a lot of data vis-a-vis acquiring all these SMB clients onto the platform. And then we'll be able to start testing the platform. We'll be able to show enough evidence that this, this is going to work to accounting firms to have them test it and coach us on what it needs and, and what we need to evolve it to, or what feature set. And then once we get to that point, then we could actually start selling the platform to accounting firms and ultimately achieve the vision that we have for BotKeeper. Interesting. So starting as, as a service base, uh, basically, we, you, you have used the technology for yourselves, but you're just hiring accountants and, and doing this to understand the product, building it, and now you can launch it to, to CPA firms. Correct. Because I figured it would be a lot easier if I could say, look, we have hundreds of clients on the platform. We have each one of our accountants can support this many more you know, clients than you're supporting right now. If you had the same platform, you'd have the same advantage and be able to do what we're doing. Any stats you can share of kind of where you guys are today? Yeah, so um, over the over that course of uh, call it four years, we reduced the human labor component and basically processing a client's books by about sixty three percent, and that's continuing to grow. So like it's, it, like year over year, we tend to lower the number of hours that a human needs to call it supervise or review the machine or assist by about thirty to thirty five percent year over year. Um, and it's, you know, 35% of a smaller number each time it's the, you know, going from a, in school, going from a 95 to a 97 is incrementally more difficult than, you know, going from a 90 to a 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've, we've been able to achieve, I think a, a very high degree of, uh, of automation. And one of the cool things is you see it just in our pricing. So when we entered the market, we, uh, we were selling, a, this bookkeeping package to SMBs at say $399 a month, $399 a month. Um, which was at the time, awesome. It was like a third or a fourth of the cost of market rate. And yet we still had market margins. Today, we sell that same package to accounting firms for $39 a month. And we have twice market margins. So it's, uh, it's this, you couldn't explain it any other way than you know, tech is doing what it's dreamed to do. 
Let's just dive real quick um, into the tech stack itself. Help me understand more about how it works for those that are more curious about the tech itself. Sure. So um, if, if you looked at accounting, if you were a cloud accounting firm, you would go and you'd license a bunch of different applications, an app to say do dashboards, an app for receipt capture, an app for bank statement fetching, an app for doc storage, an app for task management, an app for so on and so communication, so on and so forth. Um, we've taken, and each of those apps have a license fee and those fees stack up and they get pretty expensive and, and they're incremental. Every incremental client you put, the fee's not going away. We basically built all that feature and functionality, functionality set into one unified platform where those pieces are integrated. So a task that you, let's just say, attach a document to, that document is the exact document that sits in the document management component. And it's not an old or outdated version of it. Like you can see the versions have been changed over time. So you, you don't run into like those issues, but better yet, the task is triggered automatically when something happens. So you don't have to go in and create a new task every time or set up a template of tasks. And oh, by the way, when you complete the task, in some of the cases, the task auto zeroes itself out and you can complete the task sometimes right from within the task. So it's not a go to a task here, go switch platforms, complete, come back and check it off. But that's just one piece. Other pieces are we're extracting data off of documents using OCR in an automated fashion. We're pulling in uh, transactional data straight from banks and using algorithms to pre-calculate information like, here's how much cash you have on hand across all your bank accounts. Here's how much credit you have out there. Here's what your net cash is. And things that to do it manually every single day would just be very time consuming. And then another aspect of it is the machine learning and AI. So as you can hear, we're, we're, while we're an AI company, automation comes from a variety of software developed integrations, uh, RPA, workflow, et cetera. But uh, on the machine learning side, we can take all the transactions from the banks and the credit cards, et cetera, into our system and you know, apply the appropriate logic to automatically categorize and classify the majority of the transactions without a human's involvement. It sounds like the majority of it, what you've done is, is taken technology that exists and actually in some places is just very common, but you've applied it in a unified way. So one, it just all these different things that they'd have to go to different solutions for, bringing in one solution, but you've also applied it to one industry, right? Just, just accounting, because then, then it serves that specific purpose. But then on the machine learning side, that's that last piece is you also knowing the industry well, you, you're able to categorize better and better and better, obviously, as you um, have more and more <laughs> transactions come through. Correct. Yeah. So our data set keeps growing. And one of the nice things about supporting accounting firms is they have many clients each. So as they onboard all of their clients, we get high volumes of clients and each of those clients comes with it, all of their historic data. So it's not just the data from here forward that we're learning off of. You plug in, if you've been in business for five years, we get five years of history pulled into the system. So each incremental client we're learning from every month that goes by, we're learning from that incremental set of data. And the one of the beauties of our model is we have this uh, AI coaching network. So while the machines are doing a great job at processing the majority of the transactions, there's going to be exceptions and questions and things that it doesn't have a high enough confidence rate to do. We kick that out to the expert accountant at the accounting firm. So the, ex the, the, the accounting firms that use us are training, their accountants are training our machine and making it smarter over time. And if you could relate it to like Google's CAPTCHA, 
which, you know, to do the past, we're all training their algorithm to do the photo, you know, photo-based AI. Well, accountants that use our platform are training our system to be better at automating the accounting for them, which makes them happier because they do less. So it's this beautiful, you know, call it five-year-old approach. Yeah, win, win, win. Uh, can you share anything about your current percentage and and even pontificate on the future of getting that percentage down to zero uh, where people don't even need to review them anymore? Will we be able to get to that point? So I don't, I don't think you can ever get down to a point of zero just because uh, the way, basically the way that machine learning works is we, we are, we are a many, many model approach. So we have models that look at the historic transactions of a client. If there's a history and a pattern there, we know what to do with it. If there isn't a history and a pattern, so it's a new transaction, we look across all of our other clients to say, can we draw a correlation at a high enough confidence to say, we know what to do with this, but there'll always be new vendors entering the market, new items being sold, new transactions. So you'll inevitably always have transactions that come into our system that have a low confidence. So there'll always need to be some level of human review, but hopefully over time, it is a, it continues to trend down. And I just say, you know, this year we expect another, you know, 30 plus percent reduction in human time. I don't, I see that trend happening again next year. Uh, it's just going to always be like maybe it's 20 to 30% reduction of a smaller and smaller number. That makes sense. Yeah. What I'm fascinated with here is, is like there's solutions out there already for SMBs and consumers that do this. Your bank transactions come in and it can even help start to categorize for you for the end user, but it's kind of left the CPAs like, oh, wait, hold on a sec. Uh, how am I helping them? My customers, if, if they have solutions, but we don't. And that's what it sounds like that's what you're doing is you're empowering the CPAs that you can have the same solutions that are out there, but now you can actually be providing a great service with less time for you. And am I getting the, the scenario, the environment? Yeah, kind of what I would say is um, the, the analogy that I think everyone can relate to is let's just say like you have an American Express card and we've all seen this. Like it's great that it has some sort of like automated grouping of like, these are tech expenses, these are meals and entertainment. But how often do you go in there and you're like, I bought skis and I put it as a tech company. Like that's totally wrong. And, it, yeah. and it's all it's trying to do in your scenario and like the, the individual scenario is determine whether it's one of five things. But the average chart of accounts for a business could be a hundred variations. And every business has its own unique chart of accounts. So you're you're dealing with a level of complexity that, the consumer just doesn't have to deal with, which is why, you know, we've had to raise a lot of money and hire a lot of engineers to build, to build it to this point. When, when you ha- decided to, to build this, was this pretty straightforward? Can you share anything about um, uh, like the beginning pieces and where you guys are today? Uh, so definitely not straightforward. I mean, it's a bit, I would say like, you know, I, I thought we would be where we are. I thought we would have achieved where we got to today, like two years ago, um, because you just inevitably are building. You're like, this is a, wow, like, you know, I didn't realize this or the data set's not clean or the integrations or APIs break sometimes and having to, uh, you know, figure out, have a proper ETL that, you know, structures uh, the data accordingly. Um, so it, I think the the approach, and I think most entrepreneurs, if you're willing to iterate constantly and and evolve and, and tweak things. I think that's how you succeed. I find very rarely does someone set out and whatever they thought in the beginning was exactly what it is, you know, kind of going forward. So we've been highly iterative, uh, constantly evolving it. And then I think that the beauty of our business is 
I don't pretend to be the smartest person in the room, but I'm really good at finding the smartest people out there and bringing them on our team and uh, have them, you know, kind of take it to the next level. How big is the team today? So I think we're about 300 employees. So pretty good sized team. Pretty, pretty good size there. For those who want to hear more about the journey, stick around for part two, where we'll be hearing uh, Enrico's founder's journey. But coming back to, to this kind of concept at large, at large here of uh, CPAs trusting in technology, and we all want to rely on technology and say, oh, well, I have nothing to worry about now. I mean, is that the case? How are you, how are you uh, approaching that when, when CPAs are starting to adopt technology and use it? So our, our approach, kind of our mantra has always been that uh, humans and AI are better together. Um, and I don't believe that AI, as, as it's defined as artificial intelligence, really only exists in universities and in gaming, um, where the consequence of an error is low, like chess set, like what's the, what, what's the worst that could happen if the chess AI loses? But when you're dealing with a business's financials and like financial data, I mean, they, they're making decisions off of that data, like paying a bill too early and messing up cash flow would be, you know, highly consequential. So that the idea that the machine is doing things that it is highly confident on by itself, is great. So it can be autonomous, uh, but more often than not, the machine is doing aspects of the workflow or making recommendations to a skilled human and basically augmenting the individual. And so for, for CPAs, it's, it's great because we like, these are smart individuals and, and accountants, you don't have to be a CPA to be an accountant. These are smart individuals. And if we can just assist them to leverage their you know, skill set or strengths better and more efficiently, that's the, the goal. It's it's a, a powerful uh, understanding here of uh, in the in non-concerning world, personal world, play game, AI is fine. But if you had to make decisions, you're not trusting AI completely to to make decisions for you, but it's helping you uh, get to the decision faster, potentially. It's making those decisions faster. Yeah, a perfect example. So one of the other things that we automate is at the end of the month, like doing a review of all the books. So ironically, machine does a chunk of it then the machine recommends to a human something the human says yay or nay or kicks out for uh, one of the accounts at the accounting firm to do and then at the end another machine basically audits everything that was done because there's human error introduced there at some point in time to pull out like say you had a thousand transactions effectively it will pull out like three percent of them that it thinks there's a high probability of error on now for a human to have to have like looked at every single transaction they're not going to do it first off and they're going to spot check maybe. But if if instead of having to do that, you were handed, here's 10 transactions, like review these, take time to review them. And there might not be anything wrong with these 10, but th- these 10 have the highest probability of having a mistake. Wow. So it's actually multi-layered uh, integration of, of checks and balances, both human and AI in multiple places. Yeah. And at the end of, at the end of that, you know, hey, we kicked out these 10. A human has said yay or nay to those 10, which trains the machine and makes the machine smarter and so on and so forth. So it is this beauty, uh, like this beautiful harmony between machines and humans. What can you share as far as um, current features, upcoming features that you're excited about um, and you would want to bring forth here? Um, So one of the things I'm really excited about is uh, our new, our next generation uh, platform. So we're in this next uh, platform, we've done what what I was saying, we do a little bit of it now, but smart tasks, like this idea that there's a, a piece of the equation of the workflow that human needs to do something on, 
and it's in a task form to do it. And you can execute the task within the task and that the machine kind of zeroes out the task after, I think is, uh, is going to be, I haven't, I haven't seen anything like that before. And the fact that we built it very specifically for accountants and the kind of things that they want to handle, I think is going to be really exciting for the industry. How will that like affect, how will that play a role then in, in like a, a day-to-day normal uh, in, in a CPA firm or accounting firm? So in, in doing the books for like a typical client, you're, you're having to do system switching like a lot. You're, you've got, you got to go into like QuickBooks or zero to see your clients. And those are two different GLs. Then you got to go into like, say bill.com to see which of your clients are using bill.com. You, you've got to, you know, go here to upload a report, pull data from this other system. And, and all the while you're constantly going to a task list of things you need to do and then having to go in and out. And it just increases the probability of human error because of all this jumping around. But if you could just work from one place and you had all the features set there that you needed to execute, but you could even go so far as execute the item that you needed to do in this one location, uh, that would just make, I think, life a lot simpler. Uh, and I think that's the, the goal is just simplify the complex. What, what a powerful piece that you technology should do is simplify the complex to make our lives easier. So we can get yes. back to enjoying what we what we really like to do. Um, I, I appreciate that the time you've taken us through uh, the value set of, of what you guys are providing um, and, and where where you're headed. Can you can you speak actually anything to your roadmap of where you guys are are, are going? Yeah, so we we kind of look at accounting as being in like four groups. So there's pre-accounting, and that's your you know call it pulling in all the data, categorization, classification, reconciliation, you know, financial report generation. Then you have operational accounting, which is bill pay uh, and and accounts receivable invoicing. And then you start to get into skilled accounting. So deferrals, accruals, you know, rev rack. And then you get into, I'd say like CFO advisory KPIs, which is dashboards, forecasts, et cetera. We're constantly trying to like work up that stack. But um, features that I I see is basically coming out with is soon we'll have a more autonomous uh, version of AP. Um, so it would just make it easier for you to run and manage bill pay all once again, within this platform, hopefully, you know, get and gain some, uh, some nice insights from where your expenses are, uh, in that system. And then we'd like to also make it easier, like build tools for the skilled accountants. So not full stack automation, but a tool that makes running and doing deferred rev rack and, uh, prepaid schedules and asset depreciation schedules a lot easier and manageable in once again, one place. So you're not jumping around from Excel sheets to you know, manually entering into the GL. I, I get the sense that you have a, a clear roadmap of, of the bigger picture of where you're headed and, and the steps that uh, that you're headed towards. Well, I'm excited. Thank you again Thank for, you. for sharing for sharing this. This is definitely, this isn't your first venture either, right? That this, you're familiar with the concept of building a business. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've failed a lot more than I have succeeded. So I think I've incorporated maybe it's like 13 companies and I've had successes with about three. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've made a lot of, made plenty of mistakes to learn from and still, still making mistakes today. I, I would trust in someone who's made all the mistakes and knows what to learn from that, <laughs> that they can go from there. Uh, great advisors those- too. They help out a lot. Advisors are powerful. So those that want to learn more, though, about the journey that Enrico's been on, stick around for part two of our discussion on our next episode of Uptech Report. Thanks again for your time, Enrico. And for those that want to learn more, also go to botkeeper.com. And it looks like you can just get started now and get a little demo. Is that a good first yeah. step for them? Yep. Jump right in. 
and jump right in. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you on the next episode of Uptech Report. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you're subscribed to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app.